0: Welcome back to yet another episode of Exchanging the Magic. This is episode four that we're recording, and we are your hosts, Julia and Delaney here. Yes, so welcome back to our fourth episode. Uh, we've been loving doing this, so um, yeah, we're going to continue doing this. How have you been, Delaney?
1: I've been pretty good. Um, it's actually finally feeling a lot more like fall here. It's getting colder. It's been within like the 50s and 60 degrees all of the leaves are changing and so it's been really nice. I'm actually not home right now Well, at my apartment. I'm house sitting for a coworker of mine that has a dog and a cat. So if you guys hear any weird noises in the background, it's the cat that's cuddled up on my lap and the dog that's cuddled up right next to me and the very close airport. So we're going to do our best to kind of get rid of that, but we can only do what
0: we can. Looks very cozy. Are you holding up your microphone with your hand?
1: Yes, I am. I don't really have a place to uh, to set it up, so yes.
0: Okay, well, good luck. <laughs> okay, so do you want to start this week's episode um, with some news? We got not a lot of items for you this week, but um, the Disney Cruise Line has announced that the Disney Wish, which was going to be their newest cruise ship, will be debuted later than expected uh due to covid and everything else uh the ship won't be done until summer 2022 so that's a, a long time i don't think it's necessarily um needed that it be done earlier considering we probably can go on cruises for a little while so i think uh i don't think it's gonna matter that much what do you think
1: Yeah, I think it's almost smart that they're kind of pushing it off because it's going to be such a big expense and like cruises are just like breeding grounds for like all kinds of diseases and stuff like that. So it might be smart for them to not kind of push money to that and kind of hold off and put their money towards other things right now. Yeah, agree. So the next thing of news that we have, so Julia and I just today watched the second trailer of Soul to come out, and Julia, what did you think of it?
0: Um, I think it looked pretty good, like the animations looked pretty good. I didn't really understand what was going on. I was like, wait, where are they now? I think you just have to watch the movie to realize what's actually going on, but it looked like the animations and stuff looked really good. What did you think? Yeah,
1: I agree. I really like Pixar animations and stuff like that. I'm not a big, huge, like, Pixar movie fan, especially some of the newer movies. I just... I think that their storylines and their plots just aren't as deep as, like, a lot of the animated Disney movies. But, I mean, this one looks fine. I'll probably watch it because it's going to be free on Disney+. So I'll probably watch it. And, I mean, it'll be over Christmas, so there's not really much more to do. But I'll probably watch it.
0: Yes, and to go into what you said about the storyline and into depth and stuff, uh, let me know when you watch Onward because then we can discuss it. Because I do think that they did a really good job. It was, like, a heartwarming movie. Yeah, that's what I was thinking.
1: I'm probably going to watch it today or something, maybe sometime next week, so that way I can uh, get back to you.
0: (laughs) Yes, get back to me with your opinion on that one.
1: Okay, so our next little bit of news that we have. So the 28,000 layoffs, we learned that a lot of those are going to be coming from Disney World in Florida and not just Disneyland in California. Um, I was reading an article today on USA Today that we'll have linked in the blog, and it said that Disney had stated that they will most likely not be back to normal for a long time. That includes park hours, fast pass systems, they're planning on canceling extra magic hours, there's going to be a ton of cancellation of different after-hour events, like there's not the uh, not-so-scary Halloween party. I don't think they're going to do the Christmas parties that they usually do just to kind of reduce hours. And so that way they can operate with less cast members and kind of save themselves money. So this is a bummer um, because, honestly, I think the holidays is where they make a lot of their money. And the holidays is when a lot of people are planning their vacations. So it's kind of a bummer. But, I mean, COVID, this is stuff is going to happen. So
0: Yeah, it's not not like they really can control it. So
1: right, exactly. They can't.
0: Yeah. So that's kind of sad. Then moving into some more positive news, uh, Pandora just came out with their Pandora and Star Wars collection, and I, you know, this is not. This is only good news if you actually have a Pandora bracelet with charms. But I have one, and it has only Disney charms on it um so for me it's like great news they have like the cutest bb8 charm and like the cutest baby yoda charm and yeah it features like a chewbacca charm an r2d2 r2d2 charm a c-3po charm a dart fader charm it yeah basically everything so that's really exciting news for me i know what i'll be getting myself for christmas
1: that is such goals that you have an entire pandora bracelet of just like Disney.
0: Yes. So it has um, a Mickey with a heart. Then it has a Mickey and a Minnie. Then I have a shell from The Little Mermaid. Then I have Simba from The Lion King. And then I have a Simba and a Nala from The Lion King. I think that was it. But, yeah.
1: I'm really jealous. I really want a Pandora bracelet with all the Disney stuff on it.
0: Well, you should start. Also, my uh, bracelet itself, like the closing part, is also – it has, like, little Mickeys in it
1: oh my gosh that's so cute especially with star wars since like how much i love star wars this is like the perfect time to start doing that so
0: yes and you could fill the entire br- bracelet with star wars probably there's like so many of them and then there's also the star wars bracelet which has the uh, closing with the star wars logo
1: i'm actually gonna have to look into that and then another thing i know this is not on our thing but i was just thinking about this um another thing with like apparel wise i bought i don't know julia said she hadn't really heard of this but Disney and Love Your Melon collabed, and I bought one of their Disney hats, um, and it actually came in the mail, but I haven't gotten to go pick it up, so I'll let you guys h- know how much I like it and if it's worth the money, because they're kind of pricey, but I got the one that has the two palms on the top, and it's black, and it has a golden Mickey, so I'll link the um, the website in the blog post, but they just released their preview for their Mandalorian um, collab, because since the Mandalorian comes out in a couple weeks um they're doing all this stuff and one of the hats actually has baby yoda ears on it It it's actually the cutest thing i've ever seen and if my head was small enough to be an infant i would be wearing that hat but my head is not tiny enough for an infant but they have like really cute like mint green ones and stuff like that so if you guys are into like star wars and the mandalorian and anything like that check out love your melon they have like really cute sweatshirts and the hats and all that stuff and then I think it's 50% or more of the proceeds from each uh, purchase goes towards helping with pediatric cancer. So that's why all their stuff is kind of on the more expensive side because it's high end, but then it's also helping benefit pediatric cancer. So you guys should go check that out.
0: Yeah, I had never heard of that brand before. Maybe it's not really a thing here. Maybe it's going to be soon. So we'll see.
1: Yeah, hopefully, because they're all super nice, all the hats are and stuff like that. <music>
0: Welcome, foolish mortals, to the Haunted Mansion. This week, for our Halloween theme, we wanted to dive a little deeper into the Haunted Mansion ride. Yeah, so I'm going to
1: start by kind of talking about um, Haunted Mansion and stuff like that and kind of the history. Haunted Mansion is one of my favorite rides in Disney World. It's always a must-do for my family. It's one of my dad's favorites. We always wait in the line, no matter how long it is, to do it especially since the line is so interactive. So um, Haunted Mansion in Disneyland was the first major Disney attraction to open without the supervision of Walt Disney. Um, he reviewed the concepts, but he never actually got to saw the comp- – See the completed show, and that's mostly because the construction began in 1961, and the exterior was completed in 1963. But it was completely empty until 1969, as Walt and his Imagineers they were working on New York's World's Fair projects instead of developing rides. And so, even though this delayed some of the progress, this allowed several of the technology and experiences in the Haunted Mansion to come from the World's Fair. And that was pretty interesting to me because the first idea was in 1952. They didn't begin building it until 1961 and then it wasn't completed until 1969. So Walt got to be there through all the steps of it, but he never actually got to ride it or see what it would look like. And for those of you that haven't been on the ride, the one in California, the ride begins with you entering the portrait chamber and it shows all of the ghosts throughout the ride in their mortal state. You're sitting in there. It's kind of like a show, a lot like the Tower of Terror where like, audio plays it's very much 4d with the room lights flickering and stuff like that and the coolest thing is that the chamber stretches and it reveals the reality of the ghost so as the chamber stretches you're either going down a floor or the walls are moving up depending on which haunted mansion ride you're in and as you do that the portraits on the walls stretch and And they reveal the reality of the ghost. Some of them will be maybe being killed, being hurt, stuff like that. So it kind of just shifts reality for you. Um, The doors open once that happens and you enter an eerie hallway and then you step onto the moving platform and into your famous doom buggy. The ghost host, who is very iconic, greets you and he travels with you through your journey in the afterlife.
0: And now a carriage approaches to take you into the boundless realm of the supernatural.
1: Scenes throughout the ride include a seance conducted by Madame Leota, ghostly party in the Grand Hall, and a trip up to the attic where the famous bride and hatbox ghosts reside. Here comes the ride. Then the famous graveyard scene is shown. So a couple of fun facts about the um, one in California. Um, There are 20 tombstone tributes existing inside and outside the attraction honoring the different Disney legends and the Imagineers who created the attraction. The exterior of the California house is influenced by East Coast Victorian style mansion. And then Madame Leota's face is the face of Leota's tombs who was an Imagineer and a Disney legend.
0: Yes. And a fun fact about that is that when she died and they like redid the ride a little bit and put some new things in, her daughter, Kim Irvine, replaced her voice. She ended up being a Disney Imagineer as well. So I like how there's like a legacy within that story.
1: I think it makes the ride that much better knowing that it's a family legacy going on. That's really cool. So moving from land to Disney World in Florida, the one in Florida is just like the one in California for the most part. It does exactly the same thing. You get in the Doom buggy, takes you around the mansion, all of that type of stuff. Except the backstory for this one is very deep and it's a lot different. There's not really that much of a backstory from for the one in California, but the one in Florida, fans have kind of created this backstory that's kind of helped them see different things in the ride that they enjoy more. It's thought by lots of fans that Master Gracie is the owner of the mansion, and you can spot his tombstone in the queue within the family plot, so that's why that's very much thought to be true by fans, but according to the history, um, that's only a tribute to a original Imagineer, um, Yale Gracie, who had a large role in creating the attraction, but... This lore of Master Gracie being the owner was so strongly believed by people that the ride influenced a movie. And in the plot of the 2003 film Haunted Mansion they accepted master gracie as being the owner so the fans kind of did this which i think is pretty wild that the fans were able to just kind of like influence this thought so much that it made the like disney listen to them and they like completely adapted that backstory and made it into a movie i think that's really wild yeah that's
0: crazy i haven't i haven't seen that movie i really should is it good
1: yes i love that movie i've seen it so many times my me and my brothers and my whole family are obsessed with this ride and we're obsessed with that movie so every time time when we would drive down to florida we would watch that movie on repeat most of the time in the car because we'd be getting so hyped to go and get on that ride and it just felt like it was like transporting us into the ride it was so cool so one of the other most famous parts of the ride in disney world is constance hatchaway the bride in the attic this one pays a lot of tribute to the Phantom Manor, which is in Paris, mostly because when we meet her, she's surrounded by portraits of her husbands that she had murdered. She was in search of wealth, and you can tell that because in each portrait, she shows her and her husband, she's wearing another pearl. So this is something that I thought was cool because it's very much Disney paying attention to the detail and kind of trying to tie everything in around the world, even though they're in different parts of the world. In sickness? And then also tying back into Madame Leota, she also has a story. So this is one that I had no idea about and I was reading on some of the fandom pages and I was like, this is wild. So uh, the gift shop outside of the one in... Disney World it's named after Madame Leota and according to clues around that she was a witch living in Salem Massachusetts until the beginning of the Salem witch trials causing her to flee the state she moved to New York and opened up a shop called Momento Mori Curios and Curiosities. So it's kind of taking that like little snippet of Madame Leota inside Haunted Mansion and it's like bringing it a little bit more to life. And it's also keeping that like legacy alive of Leota and her daughter and stuff like that, which is super cool. The last thing that I thought was super cool about this one was the Hitchhiking Ghost, which is are some of the most famous characters from this ride. It is one of my favorite endings of this ride ever. Me and my brothers always thought this was the funniest thing when we were kids the ghost host near the end warns you to beware of hitchhiking ghosts and these guys all of them have unofficial names so when you're going through you look in a mirror while you're sitting in your doom buggy and there's three different ghosts that will kind of jump on they could be sitting next to you they could be sitting around the side of your doom buggy all that stuff
0: and in between you if you're if there's space in between the two of you they'll sit in between
1: Yeah. And I still don't know how they do that. I think that's wild how they know like where you're sitting and stuff. But so they all actually have unofficial names that fans have given them. So there's Phineas, who's the traveler, Ezra, who's the skeleton, and Gus, who's the prisoner. And I thought that was a cool thing to kind of add because it's another thing where fans have just kind of forced in their own logic and then Disney has just kind of adapted to it.
0: Yeah, there's just so many crazy details to that ride. Like you could go in there like 50 times and then still discover something new each time that you go on there. So there's different versions of the ride. There's uh, five rides in the world and the one in Tokyo Disneyland in California and Walt Disney World are called the Haunted Mansion. Then there's the Phantom Manor ride in Disneyland Paris. And then there's the Mystic Manor ride, which is a completely different attraction, but it's based off of the Haunted Mansion Uh, in Hong Kong Disneyland. And also another fun fact, Delaney kind of mentioned it before, is that when you go into the first uh, element where you're in the elevator that kind of stretches with the paintings in some of them you actually go down so it's kind of like an elevator and in the other ones the ceiling rises but the effect remains the same because we were talking about this and I was like wait I've only been in the one in Walt Disney World and in Paris but I feel like they were the same but turns out they they weren't so
1: yeah when I was reading it I I've been to the one in California the one in Paris and the one in Florida and I was like All of these felt exactly the same. Like they didn't feel any different than the other one. And then I was reading that and I was like, wait a second. So only the ones in California and Paris are doing that. But the one in Florida is doing something completely different. That doesn't seem right at all.
0: So another thing that's really unique is that all of these rides have different exteriors, even though a lot of them are the same or kind of the same from the inside. Um, so the Phantom Manor has a completely different backstory as well, uh, the same with Mystic Manor in Hong Kong. That one has a different official backstory, and Delaine's going to tell you about that in a little bit. So Phantom Manor is part of Frontierland and it has Big Thunder Mountain and everything within that area. And that is not a coincidence. The area is called Thunder Mesa and the one in Paris is the only mansion that you enter in the front of the home in 2019. So last year there were a little bit of refurbishment. It was closed for a long time, but... There were minor differences, in my opinion, from the last time that I went there. So, anyways, the story that it takes place in Thunder Mesa is that Henry Ravenswood was a Western settler who struck gold in Big Thunder Mountain. And then he founded the Big Thunder Mining Company in Thunder Mesa, which is the frontier land area. And he became really rich and he built himself a Victorian manor uh, that overlooked the Big Thunder Mountain. And there is where he raised his family, including his daughter, Melanie. So then the Native Americans thought that the Big Thunder Mountain was uh, home to a powerful spirit and that it would fall for anyone who disturbed the mountain and Ravenswood didn't believe in that story. And as time went on, Melanie grew into a beautiful young woman and a lot of people wanted to marry her. And then eventually she became engaged to the strain engineer and he had planned to move her far away from Thunder Mesa. And Henry, her father, did everything he could to stop the wedding. But then in 1860 there was an earthquake and killed him and his wife Martha. The rumors were that the spirit that was living inside of Big Thunder Mountain was awakened and then the family was never heard of again
1: and then after the earthquake it was rumored
0: that some things happened right like something on her wedding day like what happened Uh, a mysterious phantom unknown to anybody appeared at the manor and she was preparing in her room The phantom lured her man up to the attic where he hang himself by the neck. Um, So in the ballroom, the bride sat alone and hours went by and no sign of the groom and guests left. And she was all by herself with the staff. And she was hopeful that one day he would come back and she didn't want to take off her wedding dress or she didn't want to drop the bouquet. So she just wandered around the house waiting for her fiance to come back. Yeah, that's like, what they say is the story of Phantom Manor and that she is still haunting the mansion.
1: What a sad story. I mean, like, thinking about it, like, she literally was just trying to get married. And then this phantom, for no reason, killed her fiancé. Right. And Could now- you imagine,
0: though, that when your husband or, like, when your fiancé just doesn't show up to your wedding? Could you imagine be like, no, I don't want to take off this dress. I'm going to wait. He's going to come. Like, she's kind of a little bit desperate, though.
1: Well, yeah. And instead of, like, I don't know, looking around for him in the attic, she just, like, walks around the main floor for the rest of her life. (laughs) Like, bro, just walk up to the attic and look in there.
0: Right. I don't know what it is, though, but, like, bride, like, with her in her wedding dress, it's so scary. Like, a bride by itself it's not even scary so i don't know how they make that scary but it just gives me the creeps
1: no i agree because like the bride that's in florida she's like really scary i don't know why she scares me so much but like yeah i don't know what it is about brides especially when they're like when they're like ghosts because it all like flushes together like the whiteness of their skin and then the whiteness of it i don't know why but i agree with you they're like
0: terrifying So that was kind of the story about uh, Phantom Manor and how that all connects to the area. And you can even see like the little details when you go into Big Thunder Mountain. When you go up, it says like Big Thunder Mountain uh, Mining Company and stuff.
1: Okay, so jumping from America and Paris all the way over to Hong Kong, um, this is where Mystic Manor is. Now, this one I thought was really interesting because this one really doesn't have any sort of storyline like the other ones do. This one is all about this guy named Lord Henry Mystic and his pet monkey, Albert. In this storyline, Lord Henry, along with being a British lord and an investor, he is also one of the leading members of a global secret society known as the Society of Explorers and Adventurers. And this is very important because this allows him to travel around the world and obtain a huge collection of rare artifacts. Like this dude, all he did was travel the world and collect things. So Mystic Manor, or his home, was a product of Lord Mystic's lifetime of adventuring around the globe, starting with Victorian influences, but incorporating a hodgepodge of architectural styles from all over the world. And this is really evident in the pictures that you can see. It's like got like rounded windows and like all these bright colors and stuff like that. We'll post pictures in the blog, but it looks completely different than any of the other mansions in the world.
0: It looks so pretty. I think it's, I don't... It doesn't really look like a haunted mansion, but I do really like the way that it looks.
1: Right. And as I was reading this stuff, I read that the reason why they kind of changed this and it's a different storyline is that because they don't want like in Japanese Hong Kong culture, Chinese culture, they don't want to fear death or spirits and stuff like that. So instead of making a scary ride that makes you fear the spirits, they kind of flipped it in a way to where it doesn't kind of affect them culturally. So as of 1908, Lord Mystic opened the manor for tours to anyone visiting Mystic Point, conducting guests through his home safely and speedily thanks to his patented Magnetico electric carriages, which he created. Lord Lord Mystic's favorite collection was his enchanted music box, which he dared not open due to an ancient legend surrounding the box, which said that it held malevolent spirits, which would inhabit inanimate objects if opened. So the ride kind of starts with you entering into this. It does the same thing with a stretching room and kind of walking you into a portrait hall. Um, But then once you get into the ride and you're going through these different rooms, instead of it being scary, it kind of shows you each room with different types of things as the music box opens. So like each room is a different like country with all these artifacts. And at the beginning, it shows the box is opened. And so it kind of shows all of the different artifacts coming alive as the spirit from the music box gets to them. And then, of course, in kind of like a comedic relief factor, at the very end of the ride, Albert the monkey slams the music box closed and all of the magic goes back into the box. The artifacts sleep again and the Lord Mystic just say that the legend must be true because all of his artifacts were coming alive and stuff like that. So I thought that one was super cool because it has literally no- nothing to do with the other ones.
0: Yeah, so I think it's really uh, interesting that most of the rides use that same ride system with the doom buggies um but that the one in hong kong uses the trackless ride system that we've seen more and more lately and that i mean i'm quite a fan of
1: yeah i'm surprised they didn't add that in paris because i feel like that's where we've been seeing it used the most and i'm surprised that that haunted mansion didn't have it but maybe the technology wasn't around when they built that haunted mansion versus this one i'm
0: thinking because what year did did this one come out
1: Oh, gosh. I don't know.
0: Yeah, so the Mystic Manor opened in 2013. So that's probably why. It's because they didn't have that technology when they opened uh, Phantom Manor in Disneyland Paris, which was in 1992. So I'm thinking that's why they didn't use the trackless ride system there.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. I was like, why would they not do that? But yeah, that makes a lot more sense.
0: Which do you, like, what... Haunted Mansion slash Phantom Manor did you like best from the ones that you've been on? Um,
1: I mean, of course the one in Disney World is always going to hold a special place in my heart. The one in California was kind of unremarkable. I didn't really see anything different. It seemed like it was almost the exact same ride, so that one was just going on it because it, the outside looked different and it was just, we have to do it every time we go. Um, but I really really enjoyed the one in Paris. It just had such a different storyline to it and I really enjoyed like kind of having that nostalgia of like the same ride but having that completely different storyline it was so cool so I really want to go to the one in Hong Kong because I want to see kind of how that compares to the other ones
0: yes so for me uh being used to Phantom Manor and then going to Walt Disney World I was shocked at Sorry to say this, but how ugly the exterior in Walt Disney World is. I was shocked. I was like, wait, is this the Haunted Mansion? Like, it doesn't look scary. So, that for me, that's why I would put um, Phantom Manor above the Haunted Mansion in Walt Disney World. But, I mean, what you say, the rides, the ride itself is so similar. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I did read when I was kind of doing all this research that the one in Paris is actually supposed to be the darkest and the scariest ride out of all of them. So, like, the ones in Florida and the one in California are supposed to be more, like, scary, yes, but not, like, scary to the fact where, like, you're, like, not wanting to go on it because you're scared.
0: Yeah, no, it's definitely not, like, really scary, the ride itself. I don't go on it and be scared. Like, I am... For, like, Tower of Terror. I'm, like, literally scared on that ride. But Haunted Mansion is just, like, it's kind of, like, a fun ride with, like, a little bit spooky vibes to it.
1: Yeah, and I know that each house was kind of designed to fit, like, the area that it was in. So the one in Florida is within Liberty Square. So it's kind of trying to keep that, like... Old money looking North Carolina esque mansion, while the one in California is trying to do that like Victorian. It's in the Louisiana area, so it's kind of trying to look very Louisiana, very like swampy, very old money. And then the one in Paris is trying to look very like old western, maybe like Texas area. So, yeah, I can't believe how like true to the culture they got with like a lot of these things.
0: Yes. Agreed. Agreed. And, you know, same with uh, all of the rides. It's just, like, about the little details. When you enter that hallway, it just, everything looks so, like, everything just fits so into the ride.
1: I'm also obsessed with, like, all of the queues that they have. Like, the queue in Florida is so much fun because you can look and you can see, like, all the humorous tombstones and you can see, like, oh, that's an Imagineer that was here or that one was, like, somebody from the movie or, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, you can see... Like, all the little details that they do.
0: Yeah, I agree. So, what is your, uh, do you have any favorite experiences with Haunted Mansion, Phantom Manor?
1: I do remember when we went, um, when was this, February of 2015, when we went together for my brother's band thing, and it was my whole family, and Julia and I were in a doom buggy together, and... Of course, everybody knows that you can't ride the Haunted Mansion full through. It always gets stuck, no matter what. Yes. I don't think I've ever been on that ride, no matter where in the world it was, where I've just completely ridden it all the way through without it coming on and saying, please stay in your doom buggy, blah, 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 blah.
0: And I love what they say. They stay within the story. They're they're like, hey, uh, we're stopped because ghosts are haunting us or something like that and then we'll continue shortly and I love how they incorporate being stuck with the story and just keeping keeping with that
1: yeah but I just remember when we wrote it we got to there there's a scene in it where it's like near the beginning and you like just are like turning down one of the like moving between rooms and you turn and you face this really long corridor and it's kind of this like optical illusion to kind of make it look like there's a candlestick moving towards you and like a knight moving and stuff and we got stuck right there and we were the only ones looking down this corridor and the more we stared at it the more scared we got because we were just sitting there and we're like okay are we broken down what's going on why aren't we moving like yes
0: that candlestick freaked me out yes
1: we were like oh my god and then you getting freaked out me getting freaked out we were freaking each other out so then we were just stressed out and we were like we're never gonna get moving again like we're gonna die in this ride like this is it this is how it ends this candlestick is gonna come at us and it's gonna kill us
0: Yes, that's what I was thinking as well. And I think I might I might say you're wrong, but there was like a mirror behind the candlestick so we can like see ourselves. And we were yes. like afraid that there was going to be something in there that we didn't see.
1: Yeah, we were like losing it. Yes. And I think one of my other like favorite parts of all the ha- Haunted Mansion ride is when, especially when you go down to like the graveyard scene, how you're like almost completely tipped upside down. Like, the doom buggy, like, tips on its back, and it is, like, terrifying. Like, you just keep leaning backwards, and you're like, am I ever going to stop?
0: Yes. Am I ever going to stop?
1: Are they just going to dump me out of this ride?
0: (laughs) Yes, agree. Uh, One of my favorite scenes is, I think, the ballroom scene where the ghosts dance and stuff. I just really like how they did that with – what is it
1: called? It's Dang. this. So it's the same. Um, it's the same type of like hallucin or yeah, visual hallucination or illusion that they use in uh, Tower of Terror. It's called hologram, Peppers hologram,
0: right? Yep, yep and it's that
1: Pepper's book. Ghost with like mirrors and holograms and stuff like that. Yeah,
0: yeah, I, th- I really like how they did that with the holograms, and it's just like one of my favorite scenes. I do hate it when people. Take videos of that with their flashlights on because you can't see the whole scene anymore.
1: And it's like, what's you the point of taking? Yeah, what's the point of taking the video? Like, what are you doing?
0: I don't know. But, I guess they want to see better or something. But like, they don't can't. listen in the beginning when they say we don't use flash photography. They just don't listen.
1: Oh yes, and no flash pictures, please. We spirits are frightfully sensitive to bright. You can't see it with a flashlight on through your camera. No. So it's right. like they're gonna get to the end of the ride and they're gonna look at it and just see that it's just blank. That everything's just gone. They have yeah. video of nothing.
0: So, and then all the other people in the ride couldn't see that part either. So yeah, they it's so it for Everyone, the same with what you said in like our first episode ride right, with the uh, Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid. Yes.
1: You know what? Moral of the story. Just be a kind Disney guest who's considerate of others.
0: Don't be that person who uses flash photography on rides where you shouldn't. It's not because they want to torture you, like, don't use flash photography. It's because you'll ruin your ride experience. You'll just ruin it for yourself. I
1: mean, you really shouldn't, be taking, you really shouldn't be taking pictures on rides anyway. Like, you really don't need that, like... You're never going to oh, use
0: I those. Do. I do. I didn't use maybe, them, no. <laughs> maybe
1: of, like, you riding the ride, but, like, you don't need a picture of the one random ghost in Haunted Mansion that's swinging in, like, the ballroom. Like, you're never going to use that picture.
0: <laughs> I use it on my, like, Snapchat stories and, like, Instagram stories. And okay, stuff, that's but... different,
1: though. Like, you don't need, like, flash photography photos no, of it. No, like, we there's don't no. There's need... no reason.
0: No, we don't need quality pictures. We just need, like, impressions.
1: We're going to do an entire episode I'm already calling it. That's called what not to do at Disney.
0: Oh yeah, that is. what I was thinking of like our frustrations of what people yes. do, and yes, we should not let only- us know what 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 they what we should incorporate in that episode. So what we shouldn't do in that episode?
1: Because not only do or what flash phot-
0: we talk about sorry,
1: yeah, flash photography bothers me, and so do strollers, and I have a very strong strollers. I have a strong opinion on strollers, but we will save that for a different episode. Yes.
0: Okay might go into detail i'll tell it next time as well but i don't think i would ever go with my kids to a disney park when they're still in strollers i'll just go by myself and leave them with someone else and then once they're big enough to get out of the stroller then i'll take them to a disney park if they're in a
1: stroller they can't remember leave them at home they're not gonna leave
0: them at home just go on your adult trip
1: or just get the stroller that has one seat do we really need these 5-seater strollers? No. We don't need those huge wide strollers that can't get through anything. Stop that.
0: Or if you have like 3 children and then you have like 3 strollers, like no.
1: So basically,
0: stop having children.
1: Yeah. Stop Population children. control.
0: <laughs> okay, we'll save this for another episode.
1: Yes. Okay, so for the last segment of this podcast, I'm going to read you guys or tell you guys the tale of a story just like we've been doing in all of our other ones. So this one is about Quasimodo and the Hunchback of Notre Dame. This tale is a lot like the old one, um, or the not the old one, but the newer Disney movie, um, but it's based on a movie in 1923. And in that movie, it still has Quasimodo in it, and it still has Frollo and Esmeralda in it. However, in the movie, Frollo framed Esmeralda for attempted murder and she was sentenced to be hanged. She actually was hanged and Quasimodo still pushes Frollo off a roof but only because he was laughing at the fact that Esmeralda was hanged and killed. Quasimodo then goes to Esmeralda's grave and refuses to leave. He literally just stays there, he sleeps there, he does everything there. And so he refuses to eat or drink. And so he dies on top of Esmeralda's grave of starvation. So I guess we can see now why Disney might not want to have that ending and it might want to be a little bit of a better ending. But that's the, the original story of Quasimodo and the Hunchback of Notre Dame.
0: Yes, I don't think that Disney would ever do something like that that has like such a sad ending.
1: Yeah, it was really sad when I was thinking about it. I was like, oh, God, somebody saved Quasimodo, this poor guy.
0: I I don't think I could ever love somebody that much that if they would die, I would just lay on their grave forever. I mean, I love people that much, but I wouldn't do that because what's the use?
1: And he also, like, didn't know her for that long. So I I just have a lot of questions, Quasimodo. Like, you seem a little... obsessed. (laughs) You seem a little dramatic,
0: but... I don't know. Stop being so dramatic, Quasimodo.
1: Dang, we are just Stop. coming in. We are coming in with these facts and this advice this week.
0: Man. Right. We're being really mean. As oh, well. my God. It's fine. A it's Halloween better. time.
1: Thanks for listening, everyone. Um, so we're going to wrap everything up. If you guys enjoyed it, please subscribe to the podcast, leave a comment, um, go subscribe to our blog post. You can do that over at exchangingthemagic.com. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. and gets us boosted. So that would be really helpful. Um, and you can follow us on Instagram at exchangingthemagic.
0: Yes, on our Instagram, Delaney shares a lot of our uh, art that she makes from us so that's pretty cool she's really been doing good at that so uh, give her some likes
1: yep we have art and we share kind of a little bit of behind the scenes stuff and just stuff like that so we hope to see you guys next week we're gonna do even more halloween stuff so thanks for listening bye bye